Blog Talk Radio. For the Bobby Eaton Show, yeah. giving you information you'll want to know, speaking on issues affecting us all, and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello, world. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, where you're at on the globe or in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way. And we've got a story to tell today. Booms Okabum is uh, here in the house, and we're going to be bringing him on. He's going to be talking about his personal life journey along with community and the Hoberton School. So we are glad to have him. Meanwhile, we're here in Tulsa home of Black Wall Street. And, you know, over here at the station, we just kind of do what we do. We uh, don't have no rules and you know stuff like that because I don't like being confined like that. And we just tell our stories our way. This is a community radio station located in the heart of North Tulsa around the Pine and Peoria area. So if you have issues or something concerning children or uh, education, incarceration, anything that we can do, to help you get there, uh, connect you with someone, you're welcome to stop by. And you can stop by at 1533 North Norfolk here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You can dial our studio number, which is 918-856-3873. Again, 918-856-3873. That's the number to the studio. Now, if you want to call in on the show today, you know, there is a number that you can call. I'm going to give you that right now. So you tell your family members, you tell your friends, you know, you tell everybody to call this number right here to be on the radio today with our special guest. That number is 646-716-5525. And don't forget to press the one button and talk on the air like that. We're going to be talking and chopping it up with a whole lot of stuff. Let's see what's going on. Oh, okay. Monday Monday show is the Reverend Robert Turner of Vernon AME Church. We'll be in here talking about reparations. So that'll be that. And Wednesday is Charlie Red, Full Flavor Kings will be in here on Wednesday. We just got a lot of stuff going on around here. And keep in mind, Juice Radio Show every Thursday night. Juice Radio Show headed up by Ramal, the hometown heat. And those young people come in here from various different high schools and places in life. And, hey, they have a voice, and they voice their opinions and interview people as well. I would like to also welcome aboard uh, the Juice Radio Show Dallas. We're opening up a Juice Radio Show in Dallas, and we're opening up one in Muskogee. So they're going to open up one as well. We're going to be trying to put these uh, Juice Radio Shows around the country, easy startup, don't cost much. All of it, only thing that it costs is you and your time to invest in young people. And if you're interested in doing that, then we can hook you up with a juice radio show in your city or wherever you're located. And so we want you to do that. Sansa Ray is not here today. She's out and about. <clears throat> and uh, 
things going on. Hey, let me tell you a little bit about uh, KBOB to some of those of you who are listening. We've got a few shows that we're going to be putting up. We're going to be putting up. Veli Vale is going to be in a morning show in the morning along with his guests. We got the Two Dogs Radio Show Sports Talk show that's come coming about. We got Dale, Mr. Groove Taylor, who will be on later today. And uh, on Sundays, D-Mac with uh, Jazz on a Sunday. So we got some of those formats taking place over here at Eaton Media Services. Once again, 1533 North Norfolk. We need community support. We are taking donations for the Juice Radio Show and other things going on over here that we have visions to do to uplift the community. See, it's all about the community. Economic development starts with you and you at home with your children. So get with your children and give them the knowledge and information they need to succeed. Without that knowledge and stuff like that, how can you know where to go if you don't know where you come from? And that's what I say over here all the time. And also encourage you guys, you know, if you know Miss Johnson down the street and her grass is real high, you know, you stop by there and cut Miss Johnson's grass with a lawnmower. Take 30 minutes out of your time, man, and help her down. She's on a fixed income. You know, nobody and stuff don't have no help. Ladies, if you can <clears throat> unite with a senior, go in, wash the dishes and clean up and help help them, you know, get their lives together. Fellas, single parent mom out there, got a young man, pick him up, take him somewhere, show him something that he's never experienced. You know, take an hour or two out of your day. It ain't going to kill you, you know, to get out there and invest in your community because uh, it's all about the community. So we don't want North Tulsa to go down any further. So we've got to get some economic development going on and um, see some unity again, because it takes a village to raise a child. So let's work that village. All right. I'm going to be right back. So you dial the number 646-716-5525. Tell your family members, tell your friends to tune in and stuff like that. And uh, we're going to be just doing what we're doing. Okay. Back in a minute. I'll be where I want to be. I'll be where I want to be. I know I can. I know I can. 
listening girls, listen again. This is for grown-looking girls who's only 10. The ones who watch videos and do what they see. As cute as can be, up in the club with fake ID. Careful, for you meet a man with HIV. You can host a TV like Oprah Winfrey. Whatever you decide, be careful, some men be. Rapists, so act your age, don't pretend to be older than you are. Give yourself time to grow. You're thinking he can give you wealth, but so young boys. You can use a lot of help, you know. You're thinking life's all about smoking and ice. You don't want to be my age and can't read and write. Begging different women for a place to sleep at night. Smart boys turn them in and do whatever they wish. If you believe you can achieve, then say it like this. I know I can, I know I can. be what I want to be. be. If I work hard at it, I'll be where I want to be. Now, go. We came to this country. We were kings and queens, never porch monkeys. There was empires in Africa called Kush. Timbuktu, where every race came to get books to learn from black teachers who taught Greeks and Romans. Asian Arabs and gave them gold. When gold was converted to money, it all changed. Money then became empowerment for Europeans. The Persian military invaded. They heard about the gold, the teachings, and everything sacred. Africa was almost robbed naked. Slavery was money, so they began making slave ships. Egypt was the place that Alexander the Great went. He wasn't shocked that the mountains were black faces. Shot up their nose to impose what basically still goes on today, you see. If the truth is told, the youth can grow. They'll learn to survive until they gain control. Nobody says you have to be gangsters. Read more, learn more, change the globe. Ghetto children, do your thing. Hold your head up, little man, you're a king. Young princess, when you get your wedding ring, your man is saying, she's my queen. I know I can be what I want to be. If I work hard at it, I'll be where I want to be. I know I can be what I want to be. Yeah, hey, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way, and we're just having a great time up in here. Uh, boom, how we doing? Oh, how we doing? You good? I'm good. I'm great, Bobby. Thank you. Very great. Well, hey, welcome to the show, man, and oh, this is where we tell our stories our way. Hey, it don't matter what you do. Take your shoes off. Get comfortable. <laughs> you know, and I tell people that all the time, you know, whatever, you know, because we can do it like that. Right over here, it's blackity black, 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 black building on everything, black pictures, everything, black so, everything. I'm loving so it. It's uh, it's right here in this little place right here where my grandfather built this building. Is that right? Yeah. So you know, I'm taking him, keeping his name alive, Joe Eaton, keeping that Mr. Joe Eaton's name alive. You know, we're in the process of renovating. This is a duplex. Okay. And next door was a place where the civil rights movement of North Tulsa started in mm. the barbershop. Okay. See, that's a barbershop next door. Yeah, Chairs and all that kind of stuff. And so we're in the process of renovating that. And we're going to turn it into a mini uh, museum. museum. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And put pe- the historical people in the community who came and fought for civil rights back in those days. Oh, that's, that's awesome. It's important it's here. Awesome. It's especially. important. Yeah, to have that knowledge and stuff. So we get we're yeah. working on that right now, and we're gonna do it. Well, man, hey, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? 
So I was originally born in Madison, Wisconsin. So my parents are from Nigeria. So two immigrants came to this country to go to school in the University of Wisconsin. So they had us, me and my brothers and sisters, and, you know, continued education. And then we, after that, we moved around a little bit, Chicago. Um, then I was really, I was raised, I would say, in St. Louis, Missouri. And that's where I spent St. Louis. Of my life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, Good old boy. St. Louis. Boy, East St. Louis is something else, ain't it? It's, it's a lot of things. There's a lot of things <laughs> over there. I've been up that way. Well, I you think know. we all have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, we got some of that everywhere. So. Yeah, it's a good, but it's a good uh, uh-huh. historical place. You historical know. place with a lot of history. A lot of history, especially with the, um, the high school, too, and the sports. And mm-hmm. East St. Louis has a good history on that. Yeah, I know they do. They do. So that's what we're trying to do here. There's a lot of unknown history here mm-hmm. in Black Tulsa that we're trying to get up to speed yeah. and let our young people know about it, you know? So you were born like up in, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, up that way. And so what did you encounter that's so much different than being here in Tulsa, Oklahoma? I think um, just different places I've been. Um, I, you know, I, I grew up in the, around the Ferguson, Florissant area. Ferguson? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you ask me what I encountered, you, mm-hmm. you're going to hear a lot of racism. You're going to hear a lot of discrimination. Um, you're going to hear a lot about how my the systems were set up and the people treated you for your self-esteem as a young black kid. You know, of any male, female, to to not feel worthy and not feel like I need to be in spaces. And obviously Tulsa is 100% different from what I've experienced. You know, you there's a lot of history and pride. You know, and the Tulsans, they don't they don't take nothing. You know, they're proud people and they have a lot of history and they're the business acumen, the the entrepreneur spirit is, is the highest I've seen in any city. Even I've been in bigger cities where there's a lot of entrepreneurship, but this city, everybody feels like they can do it. And that's very inspiring. So I would say the difference is just that confidence, not feeling like an imposter, not feeling like, you know, the system is I mean, the system isn't great. You know, what I mean, we all know that. But the Tulsans, they. They don't care. They'll fight and they'll they'll make their own, you know. So. So are you primarily talking about Black Tulsans? Or black are you Tulsa. talking about? Sorry, okay. let, me, let me. Black Tulsa. I'm mm-hmm. talking about Black Wall Street. And you know, you know, uh, you not being from here. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised here and grew up here, and I left for so many. I've been away from here more years than I've been actually here. Mm-hmm. You know, and there is a change. Oh yeah, a big change. North Tulsa is uh, has changed so much to where I remember. Uh, you had restaurants, you had movie theaters, you had grocery stores, you had everything over here. Mm-hmm. Now and now that um, I've been gone several years and I come back, I see a lot of gentrification starting to take place. Yeah, you know the quick trips and the Burger Kings <laughs> and all that moving in and stuff like that. And it's so often that. Um, those big corporations and big business, they suck all the money and stuff out of you and never put nothing back into the community. Mm-hmm. So that's my fight, you know, to make sure yeah. if you're going to come over here, man, give us. Do it right. Do it right. You know, contribute yeah. to the community. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, something that I've been dealing with, you know, and I see a lot of empty land. A lot. Yeah. Ooh, it's a, a lot. lot. It's a, that's what amazes me because there's a lot. Over here. So mm-hmm. much. Empty, so many things we could do here. And I know people are trying, but you know, there's so many opportunities. And again, this is just 
my perspective coming from other places. You right. Know, this is what you perceive. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I spent the last um, almost a decade in California. So what, what part? Uh, Southern California. So I started off in North Hollywood. Yeah, and, I've been up there. Yeah. I live there too. Yep. Yeah. It's the first stop with anybody who who transplants there, but um, also just the whole Southern California. And just so I, I've seen different perspectives. And I've seen what the race for land and, and I just look at I look at Tulsa and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of land that could be developed. A lot of things we can oh, do man, in this it's community, so North Tulsa. There's, I mean. You know, and it doesn't cost to live here. No. You know, you don't have to be no rich millionaire to live here over here you in don't. North Tulsa. And that's what me and my wife you know, talk about. You can there's breathe. Pl- yeah, there's pl- plenty of property and, pl- you know, mm-hmm. plenty, plenty, plenty oh, yeah. over here. You just got to invest in it and purchase it and build. And get it into the hands of people who will do right by you. That's it. That's right, the main, free, main fight. Right, right. right. There's lot- people here who will do right. We just got to make sure they're having access and a fair chance, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, you've had some struggles, right, mm-hmm. before. We talked about it briefly. I don't know if you want to talk about it right now. Yeah. But I mean, what what exactly happened I mean, uh, on your journey? Through my journey, just a lot of it had to do with weight, you know, and um, I got really sick. And so it all came to a head in 2015. I was on my deathbed, basically, you know. Oh, really? Because I dealt with, you know, high blood pressure, diabetes, and just... You know, I'm happy to say I've lost over 200 pounds since then. But back then, I was really, really overweight and really sick. You know, and diabetes is something we deal with in our culture that it's a slow disease. So you just... I got it. You know? Sure yeah. Know. So we, we all deal with it. I mean, a lot of people have it, Bobby, that they don't even know or they don't oh, want to sure. deal with it. They have it. I mean, you know, we make jokes and say, oh, that's just the itis. You're just sleepy after you eat. But it's something we all are dealing with. And it's something that if you don't do anything about or even try it'll catch up with you. And so it's a silent killer, it's a silent it? killer. And mm-hmm. it all came to a head in 2015. And I was telling you before, you know, I was almost gone. I was, I was holding out. Well, what happened? Yeah. I got, I got an infection. And mm-hmm. so once, you know, when you have an infection and then your, um, your blood sugar is really bad. My blood sugar was out of control at the time. It all it led to sepsis. So that, you know, that with sepsis, you have 50, 50 chance of surviving. So the bad blood infection and, uh, I had a fever for two weeks. I couldn't break that. So I had to, you know, I had to go. I was in ICU first and they were even surprised I was talking to them, you know, that I was mm-hmm. conscious, you know, because all my numbers, everything was gone. It was bad. So, so I had surgery while I was there. I was in the hospital for about three weeks and just really bad. And I, you know, I just kept fighting, holding on, you know, everybody was praying for me and my wife's family was there. My wife, she was my girlfriend at the time, but never left my side. So mm-hmm. You know, I, I was telling God, I was asking God, you know what, I, I don't feel like I'm done, you know, because I, I can feel myself leaving. You know, I'm, I'll be real with you. It's the first time, pe- you know, people talk about letting go. I, I understand what they mean now. It, I felt myself leaving, but I was fighting it every night in the hospital. And I asked God, to please show me, let me fulfill my destiny because I, I know I'm not done. And so, you know, and that's why I feel like, you know. Then you were on the comeback trail, huh? Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's a new life for me. Mm-hmm. You know, ever since then, I just first had to get healthy. I had to marry the woman of my dreams and, you know, get solid with myself and then get healthy. And then we what had to make a decision. You, what was your weight up to? I got up to about 540 pounds. Man. Yeah. That just for overeating? Jeans. I mean, I ate, I ate a lot, but I wasn't, I wasn't the guy that was just, you know, always the way my, how much weight I had didn't correlate with how much I ate. I just ate 
wrong. I had, my, my body reacts to carbs really bad. A lot of really junk bad. and stuff and everything. It wasn't even a lot of junk. It was just when I did it. Because I didn't eat a lot of sweets, but I ate a lot of carbs. Mm-hmm. And so people have to realize that. Really, to be honest, I drank my weight on. I, I ended up getting addicted to the orange juice and the Hawaiian punch. I would drink at least a gallon or two a day. Mm, that's and, a lot. Yeah. And, it, and being a diabetic, it will make oh, you drink. You will be thirsty. Oh yeah. People don't realize they wake up thirsty. That's that's blood sugar. You know? mm-hmm. And so I got to a point where I couldn't sleep. Couldn't sleep every waking up every hour, you know, because you you know makes you, you going to the restaurant, urinate, yeah, urinate, urinate, every bathroom hour, all, all night long, huh? all night long, and then dry, dry mouth, thirsty, just needing craving sugar, so mm-hmm. having headaches every time. It's just, but we get used to it because we just you know we think, yeah, I know, it's okay. I've been there, man. I understand. Yeah, so yeah. I was on twelve medications and just just deteriorating, you know. So I just thank God, just thank God that He just gave me another chance. You gave you another chance. Now you've lost. I'm looking at you right now. Yeah. You've lost a lot of weight, man. Yeah, I'm still working you know, on it. Still working on it. Looking yeah. good, my Thank brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate you it. You know, getting things together. And we got to watch that, you know, yeah. that intake of. Uh, and that's what over here in North Tulsa, we have an issue with eating bad foods yeah. because we don't have good, fresh vegetables it's and gro- groceries. It's not available to us. So, I mean, you see people pushing carts with. Mm-hmm. All the junk food in there, nuggets and everything else, you and know. You have so. Dollar, you know, all those dollar stores, generals dollar and generals. all that's those uh, family dollar stores. Because and... unfortunately, it costs money to be healthy. It does. That's the sad part about it. You can't just say I want to be healthy, and you know, it's cheaper to be fat. I always tell people that it was cheaper for me to be fat, you know, than and, to be healthy. And to be yeah, healthy. It's because it it make everything healthy so expensive and yeah, you know, it is. So a lot of when it, you go to those places like. Whole Foods and mm-hmm. all of them, it's, the price difference is so it's ridiculous. Phew. If you can get to a Whole Foods, you yeah, know. Yeah, well, we don't have access to yeah, those we type don't. of places like that. Those healthy, re—excuse mm-hmm. me, Reese's and Whole Foods and those type of stores that have real good product. Yeah, we don't have access to that. And that goes back to the community land too. You know, mm-hmm. we can build if we can. You know, community gardens and things like mm-hmm. that. That'll help out too. Yeah, when that's something that we talk about over here is getting involved in community garden. Mm-hmm. You know, start a garden or something yeah. that uh, in your community and monitor it and stuff right. like that. Don't be greedy because some folks will come in and try to take everything, you yeah. know. But, you know, just nurture that community garden by fertilizing it and getting everything and mm-hmm. growing the things that's needed, you know, and sharing. They used to do it. I think yeah. a lot of cultures, I mean, a lot of places used to do that, but yeah, they used to do that in that in that particular time, right there. Yeah, you gotta bring it back. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My pops just came, <laughs> in, so that's uh, uh okay. And uh, that's what's going on. So we're talking yep. about that. And uh, be you being from St. Louis, mm-hmm. and um, 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 shout out to Hayeswood yeah. East High School. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Hayeswood High School, Hayeswood East. Okay, yeah, I'll be specific on that. Hayeswood mm-hmm. East High School, mm-hmm. the best Hayeswood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What was that like? It was good. You know, for me, that was one of the probably one of the greatest times of my life because it was it was a time when you finally got to um, explore just different your talents. You know, this is you know elementary school, middle school schools I went to. They kind of just shifted you along. But when I went to Hayeswood East, they I joined the theater, I joined the band, I joined just clubs, different clubs, you know, just mm-hmm. trying to figure out what I, you know, what I liked when I was into, and I think they fostered that, so I was really, I enjoyed it. I learned a lot about myself and learned how to be a leader, learned how to just be creative, you know, so mm. that really 
I started knowing who I really was, you know. Knowing who you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, you go to college and it really comes out in a big mm-hmm. way. In but a I big think, way? Yeah. I think it started in high school, though. Even on a little level. Hmm. You know? So you take all that with you. Now, where did you meet your wife? I met her in Cal- I met her in California. So Cali? Yeah, I met her in California. And, and y'all just... Now, how did you end up in Tulsa, Oklahoma? So, um, I know a lot of you guys have heard of the Tulsa Remote Program, where they mm-hmm. bring in remote workers. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at the... Um, I was looking at it, and I said, okay, I'm a remote worker. I work from, you know, I work from home. I do marketing at home. And I said to my wife, I said, you know, Oklahoma, you know, because I grew up in Midwest, but Oklahoma is somewhere I've never lived. You know, I've heard of Tulsa, but, you know, you don't know why you've heard of it, but you've heard of it. And I said, let me do my research on it more. And I, I saw the history, and I saw everything that what Black Wall Street was, not even the massacre. You know, that happened, that was bad, but mm-hmm. how they built a society like this. It was amazing. And then mm-hmm. you do your research and you see that the people, the descendants are still here and they still have that spirit. And I told her, you know, and I believe words in manifestation. I said, I want to be part, I want to be a part of Black Wall Street, whatever they got going on. Not even just from a business standpoint, just being a part of the, the community, right? Right, right. And so right. she was really excited about, you know, and she's never left California as far as living. So she was really excited about just starting a, you know, new a change. life. Yeah, you know, because California was really t- it's tough. It's tough. Man, I know, man. You know, it costs it, to be the boss out there. Yeah, and, uh, you yeah. Know, it's rough. It'll beat you up. It'll beat you up. Mm-hmm. It'll beat your self-esteem up. It'll beat right. your pockets up. And again, you'll stay unhealthy. And you mm-hmm. don't have the money. So right, that's true. We just knew it was time for a change. We got married in 2017, so it was time for a change. And um, so I did a lot of extensive research, and I, I liked what I saw, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think one of the first things I looked when I when I was Googling Tulsa and just, you know, See what was going on here in our community. I saw black women business owners of Tulsa. I mean, mm-hmm. the now uh, you know Charity Marcus and Azure D. They're they're black mm-hmm. women business owners of America now. But that was I was really impressed when they said the entrepreneur women entrepreneurs. It was like, I think it was like as of 2016, women entrepreneurs in Tulsa were the biggest in the, in the whole country. So then I saw there was a black women leading the charge here. I think that really motivated me and i saw you know that mm-hmm. jumped out at me like wow that's that's awesome you know mm-hmm. so i'm like i just want why to do you think that what what do you why do you think there's so much so many black women stepping up you know just stepping up in their lives and as far as entrepreneurship and there's not the black men are not i don't see an abundance of black men trying to do it again you hear me speak about this a lot, um, imposter syndrome, and that's real. You know, we, black men get beat up all the time, but the women are stepping up because, first of all, they're amazing. You know, black woman is is a fun, it's yeah, uh, they're she, amazing. They are amazing. You, know, you can't be explained. And somebody told me the other day, uh, my friend Ashira, she said black women are for grownups. So mm. I know she likes saying that, but it's true. And you know, I think there's been a good push to try to emphasize black women and black excellence, and we're trying to do that. But um, I think for the men, we're still, still not believing it, you know? Yeah, because I noticed that uh, as the black women progress, they, be, they, they take on a whole lot of what mm-hmm. I call, some of them, manly uh, uh, responsibility that men have always been taking care of. Now mm-hmm. they're taking the, con- and they're becoming independent. Yeah. And it's getting to the point, well, I really don't need you mm-hmm. in society. But I believe that you do need the brother. You and I know, think, but and to be fair too, I also think some of the brothers look at the women, the strong black women, and automatically assume that they don't need, you know, 
And I think we have a miscommunication I, on they're in, I think they're intimidated a lot too. Yeah, it's intimidation. By that, by that strong black woman. She's mm-hmm. got her own place. She got a nice car. Yeah. She's got income coming in and she's in a place to where, you know, she's comfortable with herself. Yeah. You know, and that brother wants to talk to her, but he's not at that same level. Mm-hmm. So he never really yeah, it's intimidation. Intimidation. You know, we just all have to meet each other halfway. Mm-hmm. We got to get know. back to loving each other, man. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard, man. You got a race of people that are divided in a lot of areas. That's mm-hmm. why I don't go to as many weddings as I used to. <laughs> yeah. You know, just unfortunately. just unfortunately, they're just not happening. You know. Yeah. And I think the, there is a new concept of relationships mm-hmm. that are starting to take place. You know, it's it's turning a little different nowadays, you know, because some people say, well, you don't have to be married. Yeah. So I can go and do this and friends with benefits and <laughs> live my life like this. I mean, open you know, relation, yeah. open relationship. We got open relationship. And I'm like, what is that? Don't call it a relationship. Yeah, don't even call it a relationship. Talking about open relationship. You mean I can go mess with whoever I want to mm-hmm. and you can go mess with whoever you want to. But we're together. And you're calling it an open relationship. Yeah. You know, I'm, I don't understand it. Maybe I'm just too old school. <laughs> no. Too old school, something like that. You know, I see men with men, women with women, and, man, it's taking its place. It's it's different nowadays. So, But like you said, I think we just, it all comes down to we just go back to loving each other. Loving each other. You know, because even if you think about it, you know, I just turned 40, but my generation, too, we saw, you know, the previous generations, even though they had their struggles and their issues, we saw a lot of just romance, you know? Mm-hmm. We saw even the music, everything. There was a lot of romance. And a lot of romance. These kids are young. They're not learning. We no, all saw not, romance, they, you know what I mean? They they're don't not romance. They're no, not romance. They don't you know nothing tell. about romance. You can tell in the music. I mean, even yeah. us, we, we had 90s R&B. We were still, it was still romance going on. That so, is so true. You know, we have to, we have to see that again. Yeah, we got to get back to it. And it's got to be taught. Yeah. How, you know, to yeah. to to do those things, romance and all mm-hmm. that. Guy, it's got to be taught, man. You know, and we got to get back to teaching our kids because our kids are our future. Always. And uh, without them having that knowledge, we're just a lost tribe of people. Yeah. You know, so that's what it is. Hey, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come right back, you know, and talk about – um. Hoberton School. That's right. You want to do that? Yeah, we can do that. Talk about a little bit about that. All right, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way, and we'll be right back. Hey, man, in the thing you got to see. Yeah. 
me.
Oh, yeah, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. That's the one and only old schooler back in the day, James Brown, with payback. And that's what we need to do is to do some payback. <laughs> Obam, how we doing, man? I'm doing. I'm still feeling good. Still feeling good? Yes. Yeah, now we were talking off uh, off mic, and you you wanted to talk about some things. What is it that you want to talk about? You some an organization that you were yeah. involved in, yeah. So, I just wanted to say I I was a part of the Black Entrepreneur Upstart Program here in Tulsa. So we had it was an it's a national program. Kezia comes in, she's out of D.C. and she picked some people to be in the Black Upstart. Where we we went through a whole boot camp for Black entrepreneurs, and we actually had a demo of all our products and our services, and we really became a family. I just wanted to, you know shout them out because you know we are family and we are the future of Tulsa you know we are the future businesses the future nonprofit workers you know everything so i just wanted to kind of run through real quick and just you know give a little bit on each person oh, okay so we you know everybody knows richard baxter the negro spiritual you yeah. know and all the great things he he does with racism stinks and you know he's also he also has some services he's going to be doing for people you know he's constantly working with people like demaria monday on you know battling people who are incarcerated so look out for him as as always he continue to look out for him i should say we have tyrance billingley the second who is a civic innovator um i really can't get into exactly his product 100 percent because i know he's still he he's the type of person he wants it to roll out in, on his way but he's doing a lot that's all i can say right now but he's you know he's involved with stitch crew he's you know, it, Tulsa knows him, you know, but um, look out for that brother. He has something that's going to blow the world away, and that's all I'm going to say. So I'm sorry, Tyrant, for talking too much. Uh, we have Raquel Jackson, and she has hair care products for natural hair, and she's a, she's a very wonderful girl. She's a student right now, and she's just killing it. So I'm really proud of her. Of course, you guys know Coop in Silhouette. She was in our class as well, and she's doing exclusive sneakers as well as art and fashion. She's just trying to bring more culture to Tulsa, and she's opening her space to, you know, for creatives and talent, just, you know, she, she cares more about, it's not just shoes, you know what I mean? But that's a great part of it. But it's with her, she has a lot, she cares about the community and she cares about bringing culture to it. So just continue to watch her and just support her silhouette is open. You, you know, everybody knows that story. So please go support that. We got Mr. Lewis, Lewis Anderson, who's, he developed an environment friendly bug repellent. And, you know, it came when, you know, he had a loss of a loved one, so he knew he had to, for malaria, I believe, and so he knew he had to develop something. So, Mr. Lewis, he has a great product. We have uh, Elisha Harbin, Sr., Eli. He is a media company, which he wants to help people in the community who don't have access to the great media formats that we, you know, a lot of times they ask you for video, or photography, or even putting together commercials, and Eli just has a great heart, man. If you ever, if you know him, he he has a great heart. He wants to give people the same opportunities because he can do it he's very good at it so he just does it for he does it for people and he's giving them a chance to have what everybody else has so um charles bryce ref soul he has the uh, vegan soul food and you can find him in mother road market as well as his food truck and it's, it's not just you're not he's, it's delicious and i can't believe it's vegan but it's it, it's delicious you know and he charles bryce is great him and his wife and his kids and he puts his kids to work and that's very Admirable. So, oh, it's good when you can yeah. put your kids to work. He doesn't play about and, that. And teach them something. Yeah, and give them the opportunity. What do you want to do? You want to continue the business? You want to go to college? We know. So they have options. So, and they're great kids. We have Queen Jamia Newsom. 
and she's developing a program to aid teachers because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, I work in the education system as far as volunteering and working with kids, and I see that the teachers need a lot of help. I mean, so uh, she's a wonderful singer, too. I'll throw that in there. But, yeah, Queen Jamil, look out for her with her teaching aid and mm-hmm. program she's doing. And Tanita Foote, she's developing quality clothing for curvy women. And she's also a great travel agent, so she's just trying to make something look good. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, even for big guys and big women and just people with curves, not even have to be big, but it, sometimes it just doesn't look good, you know. So she's working on fixing that. And, of course, Tulsa's own Lonnie McQuarters with June and Judy's fashion. He's bringing that back to Tulsa. He was in Atlanta doing celebrity styling. And, you know, he works with Tierra, and they do Teach uh, teach Not Punish. So they actually have a, they have a, um, a gala tonight. So if you get, there's still time to get tickets for that for the after party, so go and support. And uh, we got Carlos Morrison. He, was, he has a product. He has products. for It's called Ebony Rise Beard Care Products, and I'm actually – I use them. So, you know, to get your beard right and get it moisturized. So I'm just proud of all these people. But um, wrapping it up, we have a couple more people. We have Kiara Little. She's – my store world, number one, but um, she's a financial literacy education for students, so she's focusing on HBCU students, teaching them early because, you know, in college, a lot of us go into debt in college. Oh, man, that can be the destruction of your life. Yeah. That you're trying to pay back that student loans and all yeah, of that, and man. even getting too many loans that you don't need, and so she's teaching them early, you know, how to take care of it so you leave in good standing, you don't leave in debt, and moves not to make. So she's developing programs and I'm really proud of her. And um, mm-hmm. we got Darrell Mercer, DJ. He's developing a guide to change the real estate game. That's all I can say on that because uh, I don't want to give too much away, but he's he got a great – it's going to be the Yelp of houses. You'll see the way he has it, though. But um, he also works with the Mind Crew. He got a lot of stuff going on with the community. He's just a great person to know. And wrapping it up, finally, we have Jamie Mitchell. Everybody knows Jamie. She has Jamie James Kitchen and Catering. And we're very proud of her because she's a, she's a part of the Mother Road Market Kitchen 66 program. So and she's killing it. She's making us all proud. And you can you can always order her meal. She does meal prepping, but it's delicious food. And, and she has healthy options. And cause she wanted to bring healthy and delicious food to North Tulsa because, you know, what we talked about earlier, being unhealthy and just – but, you know, you can be healthy and still taste great. So – Please hit up Jamie at Jamie James Kitchen and Catering. You can find her on Facebook. You can order your meals, and you can even find her at Kitchen 66. So good luck to everybody in my class. I'm just really proud of you guys. And, you know, myself, I'm actually working on developing a, a black dinner theater for Tulsa. Black dinner theater. theater. Yes. Yeah, so what will in. that be about? So they come in, you know, people come in to the theater and watch great family-oriented stories, you know, it could be plays, it could be films, but it's going to be centered around the black experience in good, positive ways, even things we need to discuss, you know, mm-hmm. things we got to, we talk about with family, but we want everybody to be able to come and watch it. So where would you maybe locate that? You know, where are you, are you going to do it in a existing uh, venue or? So right now the, the system is set up to, uh, we're going to do it in a pop-up, we're going to do pop-up venues. So we're going to pop up and, um, in the area here, Tulsa area, a lot of north area, north. When you Tulsa say pop areas. up, pop up is in. So, so we use existing venues. You know, mm-hmm. you have you know have areas like thirty six event, event center, center. You have you know cultural center, center and cultural GCC. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So we're gonna do that, and we, when you come in, it's gonna be quality, great service, black chefs. You know, is is gonna be three course meal as you watch the show. You know, it's gonna, you know, we used to do that. You know, we have the Dreamland Theater, we had things like that. So we mm-hmm. just wanna bring that part back because the art. Bring it back to us, okay? You know, you see how. You, I was driving out. We were driving down the street, and you see when Ham, Hamilton was here, or the oh, yeah. play Les Mis, you see just everybody packed. 
we could do the same thing, you know, and everybody needs to hear the story, not just the story of Black Wall Street, because that's an important story and that will be told, but just as more stories, there's more to show our creativity. There's, we we can hang with the best of them. We're the, we are the best. We mm-hmm. created all the arts, all the music, you know what I mean? So I just want to be able to show that and, and have artists be able to stay in Tulsa and not have to run to California to chase that dream. You know, we can we can bring it here, you know? Mm-hmm. They can come here. Come here, and we want to definitely, when somebody's coming to Tulsa and they say, what is there to do? I want that to be one thing that they say. Oh, does that, you got to go to the Black Dinner Theater. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty good. So, you know, and just highlighting the, the talent as well as the culinary artists here in, in town. So that's the business I'm working on, and um, look for me in the spring to have my first show. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know, Bobby, when I have yeah, the let me know, date. man. We'll talk about yeah, that, sure. man. And get on the air and, you know, yeah. invite people promote to come. It. Promote it. You got to see, that's one thing I tell most black businesses and entrepreneurs and people. We have the concept of what we want to do, but we don't have the concept of marketing and promoting mm-hmm. our events, man. And And so when those events take place and there's only 20 people there. Yeah. 30, 35 people you wonder where everybody's at yeah but hey you didn't really promote it we get mad at the people but you get mad at the people at for not coming but in the mirror man you got to promote your stuff you have to i tell me and um nehemiah frank had a show on oh yeah show called um we were both together talking about why don't black businesses advertise mm. because we're so quick to have a product find a building open up the building, put a sign outside and kick back, kick back and expect just everybody to show up. And, and for the most part, people won't show up because out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. It used to be a time when you could be word of mouth mm-hmm. could get you all around the community, yeah. but we don't live in those times anymore. I think there's a misconception that marketing is so expensive. It's- because that's the way they brand they brand a lot of it, so they try to keep us away from it. But there's ways if we just teach each other and help people like myself who do marketing. And uh, I see you, you're trying to help everybody. You know, mm-hmm. if we all can use our skills to just help each other in the community. Because what happens, like you said, they start the business. Mm-hmm. Next, you know, they're just pressuring their family and friends to right. support and they get mad. And you know, why don't you go? You know, but you could, if people knew how great, and a lot of times it comes down to giving your services away for free in the beginning. Yeah, you got to do some things uh, for free in the beginning, you know, Mm -hmm. at least I've had the experience that I used to be on here and I'd be promoting all kind of businesses and peoples and events for free Yeah, until I got to a point to where I could start monetizing the situation to where it's okay, I can breathe (laughs) a little bit. And that's where I'm kind of at right now. You know, I've had people come in here now. Think about this. Lady came in here and says, Hey, I'm getting ready to have a dance. Mm-hmm. I say, So and so and so. She says, uh, I said, Well, how much are you charging to get in your dance? She says, Twenty dollars. I said, Oh, okay. She says, Now, can you advertise this for me? Mm-mm. And that's it? She says, Can you she hand me the paper and say, Can you I said, Well, you want me to advertise it for free, you know, at your event where you're charging making money. Right. And I just says, no, I can't do it like that. No. You know, we don't do it like that. You know, <laughs> you're going to make money off of me. You know, so. Especially when you've already proven yourself to be credible many times over. Well, so I mean, it's, it's kind of like I will, I will promote 
community stuff, free mm-hmm. stuff, right? Stuff that's happening that we can learn from and grow from. I don't mind promoting that, saying those things for free. Right. But when you come in here and you're trying to make some money on an event, mm-hmm. you know, for yourself, you know, and you're not thinking about, well, let me let me help old Bob out over here and give him a couple of dollars. What can you do for me for you know? And the people are thinking, well, how can I? There's ways to do that to make. So you want Bobby to pr- pr- promote for you, create a special link where if because let's say I get you a link that has you know a prom- promotional code that has you know your name on it and people reserve through that and I give you a cut of that so that's gonna keep you it's your incentive to keep promoting it or you know to really promote it. I don't mind promoting anyone, but yeah. you know we have uh, but there's ways we we've got a you know promotional lists and numbers and stuff and for commercials and stuff that we can. Uh, do for you. Mm-hmm. We've got packages. We got everything over here, you know, and uh I will work with your your budget because yeah. I can. Right. You know, I'm black and black owned, independent. Mm-hmm. So I can. But when you come with scan with, with situations where well, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Bobby to promote it for free nah. and then I'm gonna charge twenty dollars at the door and then all them people didn't heard it on the radio and stuff like that. That's not fair. That's not fair. No. That's not a fair situation. So that's why I have to deal with the business and continue to deal with the business. And mm-hmm. speaking of the business, we're going to take uh it's time for me. They said, well, it's time for me to pay the bills. Okay. So if <laughs> you know what I mean? And the only way we pay the bills is by ads and commercials and everything we just talked about right there. So See, this, this could be your ad. We're yeah. listening. This could yeah, be, your, be ad. your ad. Right. Right here. We'll be right back. Okay. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroots Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to the Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. KBOB, the home of the Bobby Eaton Show, the Juice Radio Show, and Two Dogs Radio Show. Yeah. I do it big. Okay, you better R-E-S-P-E-C-T me. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Stay connected and call us now at 646-716. 5525 and press 1 to go live. It's the Juice Radio Show, bringing the liveest people on our show. Tulsa's top shows, music artists and entrepreneurs sit down exclusively with the Juice. The Juice Radio Show, Tulsa. If your credit starts with a 3, 4, 5, or 6, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates, along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 
or text CAMP to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. It's the Two Dogs Radio Show. Sports Talk has two new voices. Jerome and Young, Talk NFL, NBA, NCAA, and local sports. Highlighting legendary coaches locally and around the globe. Two Dogs Radio Show. Start. Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. We use our platform to promote today's leaders while inspiring tomorrow's. And we super serve our local community while helping you serve the world. We are Eaton Media Services, a full service media company providing promotion, geography, recording services, and more. Connect with us today to find out how we can help you entertain, empower, and inform at EatonMediaServices.com. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. We tell stories our way. Oh, yeah. And Obam, hey, we're here and we're having a great conversation with various different topics. And uh, it is, I had to get your mic going yeah, like that. That's all right. We good. Um, I so, forgot somebody, Bobby. Who you forgive, man? Bad. I'm so sorry, T. Please forgive me, Miss T. She, what she's doing is amazing too. I'm sorry I forgot to mention her. She's developing children's books for little black girls. Oh, that's important. And yeah, she has. Because um, she saw her daughter had the need to read books like that. And they were, she's, I think she's been it. over here before. Probably. She's mm-hmm. an amazing artist, singer, and she's developing books. So you're gonna hear her name a lot. So I'm sorry, T. Please forgive me. Oh yeah. Well, a lot of young new entrepreneurs right. who got their own businesses going on and that's what we need the thing about it is is i see a lot of them right and they're using social media as a platform to advertise their businesses yeah. right we need to see them also i don't know maybe in a physical sense in uh some buildings or offices or something yeah. to where people can come and touch them yeah you know and that's what i think the part that we are we're kind of missing Right now, we got to have some facilities to where, you know, the average person can come by. But I see Tulsa building mm-hmm. or having plans to build a lot of these spaces, right? So it's just getting us equal access because we have the the business plans. We have the ideas. We have the willpower. We have the ingenuity. So, you know, a lot of times we're just fighting for the access. And we just can't be selfish and just be about our companies and yeah. our things. See, that's the problem. Everybody goes a lot, not everybody, but some people go into a a selfish mode of I'm this is my business mm-hmm. and I created it and me, 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 me. Yeah. And they never say the we, 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 we. Yeah. You know, let's 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 get together and do you do a little of this. I, I'll stay in my lane and do do this and we can work together. Build a network. And do networks, you know. Community. Like and that's what I'm about yeah. over here. You know, I don't let people 
come over here who have a selfish nature about mm-hmm. themselves and only their business. Yeah. You know, if you're going to attach yourself over here, boy, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. I got somebody I want to give a shout out. That's uh, a Dooney, okay. a Dooney Anderson. You know, uh, she is one heck of a lady business lady and she's got so much going on and the business journal and all of that that she runs. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to her. Great person. A Dooney. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, Adooney. Yeah, Dooney. So let's talk um now that we got that, the Hoberton School. Now yes. get us get into that. Okay, so this let everybody know a little background. I actually switched careers because I've been working with the community here in Tulsa and you know, as I was doing my community work, I heard about this school and how they're coming to help change people's lives. And I'm, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. So I was just, I was like, hmm, I was really impressed. And then I, I saw that they were, you know, they're they're hiring for new marketing. So and that's what I do. So I said, you know, it's time for me to move into my passion and truly help people and make it part of my career as well. So then I can, I've been working hard for a lot of people that didn't, I didn't, my heart wasn't into it, but I still gave them hard work, right? So something that's going to help our community and help people all over this region, all over the country, especially in Tulsa, I had to jump on it. So today, and so I, the Holberton School is actually a software. It's a two-year software school. It's non-traditional, though. It's not a university where you have to pay upfront tuition, get into student loan debt. It's not anywhere where you're going to just after you, you know a boot camp where you may have a little bit of experience. I mean, a little bit. You'll learn a little bit, and you'll pay a lot, but you're not going to have anything guaranteed. Or We are a two-year program that also we don't have to pay tuition up front at all. We get you a job first. That's our skin in the game. We want to get you a, 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 a nice paying job, not just any job, a nice paying job because software engineering, as you know, is big right now. Tech so is that after you completed after the course? You complete, yeah. We, part of our program is to help you get a job, you know? And if we don't get you a, a a good paying job, you know, what we qualify as a good paying job is worth it for you, then you don't pay us back. That's how much we believe in our system. And we're doing this so people who don't traditionally have the guys who founded this, right? These two these two men, they founded this in 2016. They knew after they finished, you know, doing software engineering, they saw that they had an issue because it was first of all the, the people who came out of school weren't didn't have all the experience that they needed to get these jobs. You know, they didn't have um, – they were in swimming in debt, and they were majority white men. So they knew there was a problem. They knew they had to change that. They want to change the narrative, so they want to give access to everyone. So we're not getting tied down by student loans or people who have access to this because of money or because of where they're at, right? Mm-hmm. It's typically a Silicon Valley type of thing, you know, and, and you know, usually in San Francisco, all these tech places. But tech is everywhere now. It's coming to Tulsa. It's here in Tulsa. There's jobs that they have that they don't have the talent for. That's need. true. They have about what seven about seven thousand tech jobs in Tulsa that will be created by 2023. It's a bunch of them. So we're we're becoming the pipeline for that. So what we want to do is get everybody a chance. You don't need any coding or software experience. That's one thing I want to really highlight. You don't need experience. You just need to apply. You need to show them that you can learn. You can, you know, you you have common sense and an aptitude, but you know you don't you don't. You just need to apply. Number one, you don't, all you need is a high school diploma or a GED and be 18 and older. And we're finding a lot of people, it's not just any one specific age that we're shooting for. You know, we want to give everybody a chance. You can switch your career. You can, if, you know, let's say you're a high school senior and you know that 
colleges may, may be too expensive for you, or you just don't know what you want to do yet. You know you want to be something specific, but you know that sometimes you go to college, you spend years just paying bills for, and then you're not even guaranteed a job. So we want people who we can get you a great job in tech, the future, and change your life, change your family's life. So one important thing, specifically in Tulsa, we are in a partnership with GKFF and Schusterman, uh, excuse me, they're, they're helping us give $1,500 living stipends. So you don't have to worry about working. Oh, really? Time. Yeah, $1,500 to Tulsa, people living in Tulsa while they go to our school. And if you stay in Tulsa, get a job and stay in Tulsa in about three years, you don't pay anything back. I mean, it's zero interest anyway, but that's free. We do that for you. You know, we're, we're giving that to you if you just stay in Tulsa because we're building, continuing to build Tulsa, as you know. We're continuing to build it, but we cannot overlook tech anymore. No, you can't because it's here to stay. Oh, yeah. It's going to be here. I t- keep trying to tell some of the seniors and everybody else it's not going away. But yeah. the problem is, we again, I said it again, imposter syndrome. We think tech. We think predominantly white men. and we That's what we think. think. Yeah. Yeah, right. We Women, people of color, I'm telling you right now, this is this is the opportunity for you to change that narrative. When somebody's giving you a chance without saying, here, give us this money, we we want you to change your life. And that's why I'm behind this school, and that's why we need people to apply. And we have an open house this week, December 5th, at the Greenwood Cultural Center. Okay, what time? At 6 p.m. 6 p.m. this coming Saturday. That's on a Saturday, right? No, no, it's on the um, what? It's on the the fifth. So that's on the the Thursday. Thursday. The Thursday night. Yes, Thursday night at, at six, six o'clock, o'clock at the Greenwood Cultural Center. Thursday night. And you can go to Holberton School. Holberton is spelled H-O-L-B-E-R-T-O-N School dot com. You can just type in Holberton Tulsa. You can find it on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything. We just so what's the Mm-hmm. I, I'm interested. So what I need to do, go online and fill out an application? And supply, yeah. We have the first cohort. So, our, so we actually, you know, they're, they're renovating the building and, and building a new one in downtown Tulsa. So we have a new building with state-of-the-art stuff in there. So our first cohort starts in January 27th. We also have cohorts in June and September. So, you know, we bring people in. So there's still time for people, but apply for the January one or let somebody know. If you know a student or you know somebody for instance we all know kids that are playing video games and they're great at it right that might be the best thing they know how to do Mm -hmm. you can't get them to do anything else but they're playing that game all night Mm -hmm. okay instead of yelling at the kid and telling him you know stop playing video games tell him apply for this school and now you go make those video games you create the video game get paid handsomely for creating this video game because you already have that skill already now, everybody doesn't need to have the video game skills to do it. There's different things to do in tech, right? People who are on Facebook all day, don't be on Facebook all day and Instagram all day. Go work for them. Mm-hmm. You know, we have people, we have 100%, our San Francisco school, we have 100% job placement rate within three months. So, you know, we're getting you the jobs at Tesla, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, all these Google, all these great jobs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, I can't stress enough. Apply, come to the open house. We have a couple open houses coming up. Come to the open house this Thursday. Come see me. Come talk to me. Come talk to our staff. Come talk to other people. See some people who have already started to change their life. Again, you don't have to pay upfront tuition. Mm-hmm. You do not. And when I say even the payment plan, uh, the payment you do back is like I said, okay, so to get you a job, we're seeing that average starting salary is 
in the eighty thousand, you know, sixty to eighty-seven thousand, right? Mm-hmm. So and that's good for black people, yeah, especially starting off. You know, not mm-hmm. not, not necessarily that's how you're gonna make mm-hmm. them starting off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, we just want to definitely get you a chance to get access to those salaries, so you just pay us ten percent right. back for three and a half years in Tulsa. That's it, ten percent. That's nothing. That's student loans. We're, we're still swimming in debt from that. So yeah, please. Well, look here, we got a caller on here. Let's see who Perfect. what they are talking about right here. Area code nine one eight nine four six. You're on the Bobby Eaton show. Hey fellas, what's going on? What's going on? How's it going? How's it going? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Now I just wanted to um, to find out about this. So people um, pay back after when, when do they pay back on this school program that you're talking about there? Okay, yes. Yeah, for sure. So what happens is. Once we get you a certain level paying job, so for instance, if I get you a eighty-five to say eighty-five thousand dollar job, right? So once you get that job, you have to pay us back ten percent of it, your salary a year, just ten percent for three and a half years. So that'll be what eight thousand a year, about around eight thousand a year. If that in that model that I'm talking about, and every you know it's specific to your job. But if we so that's eight thousand a year, which like I said, is nothing compared to it's just enough for us to give back to the next to students so they can come to schools free. You know, just like you're giving back to the next class, you know, to help pay some of those bills, but that's it. And then again, but if I unlike college, if the job we don't get a certain amount, you know, maybe it's forty thousand lower or something like that, you don't owe us anything because that's how much we believe in you and believe in our system. We're gonna get you a good job. Just just come to the school, you know. So uh, I definitely encourage you to apply or let anybody to spread the word to anybody. So it's like it's like paying a scholarship for somebody. As far as uh, as far as you, once you graduate. Yeah, once you graduate, it's like you're basically when you pay when you do that eight thousand a year, it's like you're helping somebody else go to school for free. Yeah. So you're paying yeah. to their scholarship program. Yeah, in a way, we can we can say it like that. Um, again, I wanted to make you think it's always going to be eight thousand. I was just giving the one small example of you know typical salary, but yeah, it's just we want you to help the next class, pay it forward to the next one. But it's not anything where we're putting you in debt, you know, because a lot of us are paying hundred thousand dollars in debt over student loans, and we had no guaranteed job. So this is just to help continue the next person who needs a chance to change their life. It's a chance for them to go to school. So, yeah. Sounds pretty. Sounds pretty good, man. I like the program. And your dinner, Thanks, and your man. dinner theater thing too. So, uh, so <laughs> what y'all doing dinner theater? You dance? No, we have plays. So you know, think of. So you know, how Tyler Perry had Medea, but like, you know, of course it wouldn't be Medea, but like plays like that. Also, uh, black independent films, and we do a lot of that. You know, I'm, I actually plan on that. You know, one day in the next year or two, um, really working on having a, a black youth independent film festival. So you always hear about Sundance and all these film festivals, but it's time the black youth have their own, you know, in here in Tulsa. So we, we want everybody from around That's the country. Pretty to good. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciate mm, it, man. Yeah. Support, man. That's why I love Tulsa. There's so much support. People help you. They're not, you know, people want to see you expand. So I really appreciate it. Most definitely. Well, keep doing good work, brother. Thank you. All right, man. Thank you for tuning in to the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way, okay? All right. Let's All right. 
Oh yes, yeah, familiar voice. <laughs> I think so. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, so the school is. Uh, what's the time length of the school? I mean, once you enroll, how yeah. long? It, how long it takes you to so get the, your certificate? Yeah. So the program um, is twenty to twenty-four months. And you become once you know go through twenty months and you you go through a specialization. So then people get to pick. And we're we're still working on um, getting the exact specification that people can use, but you have stuff like VR, other coding. So you don't you know there's there's it's coding is coding difficult, man. No, that's the thing. I mean, it's it looks like it, right? It yeah, looks, people say coding. Ooh, right. Yeah. We don't think we could do it, but it's for the people I know, the software engineers I've talked to, and the ones you know friends I have that do it. If you learn it, it's it's just like. And it's a wave together. of the future. I know oh, everybody's doing it. You can't go anywhere without it, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially now, you got facial recognition. You have all these all programs, kinds of programs, yeah. VR, virtual reality. I mean, you you have to, you know. And even now, people are, people are learning to put make websites on their own, right? Mm-hmm. And doing their own coding. website. Yeah, some of that's right. coding. It is. So, and you know, even application, you kind of walk you through putting a website together. Mm-hmm. And because in our school, it's not about you sit there with the teacher. No, 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 no. You're going to do what they do in real life. These software engineers, they do projects together. Mm-hmm. So they, so that's what our school is like. You sit down with in groups and you do projects and you get, you get through them because that's what employers are telling us. That's what it takes to be a software engineer, not just sitting in the class all day and barely learn anything. They need to learn how the system is run. How Hands do it together. on. Huh? Yeah. So that's why they want, that's why these employers are waiting for you guys to finish the program. They're waiting. So I just so urge are, are there uh, not enough African Americans applying? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would like to see more. There, there are. I'm happy to say, I believe there are. Some people have told me because our system is blind, right? The application wants to be fair, so they have a blind system. When you apply, it doesn't, you know, race, mm-hmm. sex, and like that. But I know people who I've told about in the community to. Help me spread don't the word. Pr- don't participate. And huh? no, but I, the ones I've talked to, they're the ones who are applying. They're saying, well, I'm, I applied too. I'm going to get my nephew, but I applied. Mm-hmm. But there's people, of course, you tell them, they again, they think uh, that coding, I don't know about that, you know? But how can, how can we get more of this information out to our school systems and to young people like, yeah. you know, high schoolers and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I was just at um, McLean High School for their dream mm-hmm. to uh, their, their career fair mm-hmm. I was just there talking to a bunch of them those great kids out there you know I want to mm-hmm. get so it's, I my school Holberton as well as myself we want to get out to everybody so I will be in all the schools our program I've been reaching out to to counselors academic advisors parents so you know guys please if you if there's somebody you want me to reach out to or somebody listening today that needs me to come somewhere how I'll can they contact come sit, you they can come find me they can find me on Facebook, Obumukabam, O-B-U-M-U-K-A-B-A-M. They can email me at obum, O-B-U-M, dot, Ukabam, U-K-A-B-A-M, at holbertonschool.com. Just find mm-hmm. me or find me on Facebook, too. Just message me. I will come talk to anybody. I will come sit in living rooms. You know, I work with a lot of people already, I'll say this, that are trying to help me get the word out. 100 Black Men, David Harris. Great, you know, great group. They are really, you know, Anthony Brink. You know what I mean, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Anthony, David, Harris, Michelle Brown from Greenwood uh, Cultural Center. You I know, know the, all of them. Yeah, they. They're they, soldiers. They, they those understand. Are the, those, those are the, are the soldiers. soldiers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're they, soldiers. They are. Ha- they're helping. You know, they want to spread the word. So I'm just 
working with in people people like that, and I'm just there's a lot of other people who are behind the scenes just trying to see what they can do. So right now, spreading the word and, and gi- giving the opportunity to us, giving our community the opportunity because people are jumping on this opportunity. I'll tell you this: mm-hmm. people are going to jump on it, and they have been. But we want everybody to get the opportunity. Yeah. Even when I said tra- traditionally, it's only for we only see white males. I'm not saying we don't want white males. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is. Even the school when they were created, they knew that that's all they see. They knew there was a problem. So mm-hmm. we want to see more women. We want to see everybody, any even white males who can't afford it. You too. We want everybody. You know. But I'm here because I want my community to be able to have access to this right away. While everybody's jumping on it, I want you guys to jump on it. I want you to believe in yourself. All you have to do is apply. It doesn't cost to apply. No, it doesn't. It doesn't cost to apply. You might have fun doing application, building a website. Next thing you know, you're sitting in the class, they're paying you $1,500 a month to go to school, and then they give you a great job. Hopefully, you should. You know, if you do the program right, you should get a good job. That's our, That's what we want. Then your life has changed, you know? Wow. That's good. So we need more people to apply. Uh, Hoberton School, where are you guys located at right now? We're going to be on 15 North Cheyenne. So right now, if you go there, now. you'll see the construction going on. Oh, Cheyenne over there by Welltown okay. Brewery. Uh, Welltown Brewery. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so come to the open house if you have more questions. We do a good presentation. We have refreshments and you know healthy light refreshments and good snacks and drinks. So come, you know, come, come talk to me. Come talk to uh, my, my executive director. She's a great woman, Libby. Come talk to Derek, our software engineer, and, and you know, come talk to Rasha. And we have a great crew. And just come to the open house, Greenwood Cultural Center, Thursday. December 5th at 6 p.m. And just come find out about it. Okay, well, good. I'm going to see if I can participate in that. That's just on a Thursday. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Right.
Yeah, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. And before I let go, hey, <laughs> it's going to be a lot before I let go of what's going on in here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obam. So it's good. Uh, we were wanting to talk about, um, uh, we were talking about Damaria and Richard and, yeah, and all of that. Uh, yep. Damaria Monday. Richard Baxter, some of the soldiers, they some soldiers, true soldiers. Ooh, they some real soldiers. I know them quite well. With so. amazing stories too. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh man, everybody knows. Like most people know, but if you don't, I would even just go on Facebook and type in Demario Monday or Richard Baxter or Racism Stinks, all those things. You will find their stories. It's amazing. Richard got such an awesome story, and so does Demario. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess that's why they work well together. Yeah. Because they know what it's like to be behind the scenes of and be incarcerated, you know, and 
they're not ashamed to speak on it. Yeah, but you know what? What surprised me about them? Maybe it's a misconception. You think they will be so hardened and so you know even bitter or jaded, and they may have those feelings inside. But those two people are so kind, so professional, so it's professional. warming. They got some. They got some hardening inside yeah. their soul. Because of the way things went down. I know it's you better, know, but, but when you meet them, mm-hmm. beautiful people. Oh, for sure. Very welcoming. You know, Demaria, always trying to help somebody. Demaria, you know, I told her I was new, you know, months ago, a long time ago, and she was just like, welcome, you know, and we talked about things, um, you know, things I'm interested in doing and helping the community, and she was, you know, right there a for great you. resource for me. Yeah, and same mm-hmm. with Baxter, you know, that's, that's my guy, you know, but he, I, I, I was like watching them both. Things mm-hmm. they're doing, racism stinks, and other things. I remember when he first started kids. up, racism yeah. stinks yeah. from the very beginning. And you know, he was doing some t shirts. I met Baxter at the Greenwood Cultural Center about three years ago, wow. maybe four years ago. <clears throat> and this little dude was at, had a little booth, and you know, and he had his t shirts there. And we met, and I told him to come down to the studio. He came down. And we just kind of hooked up, and I just watch him grow. Mm-hmm. You know, skunk race, all of that, man. I just watch him just grow in the community as an activist. Yeah. You know, as an activist in the community for good. And it's, it's great to see young black people here in Tulsa. That's another thing, too. A lot of people, you guys, I think it's too young here, but I'm telling you from around the country, coming back and seeing the ages of people who are involved and what they're doing and the stories, you know, it's great. Like the Met Cares Foundation with Raynell and Greg and Nate and Christy and Jabbar, like just mm-hmm. all those people is just Danita. Sorry, Danita White. All, I mean, I'm just meeting a lot of people that just blowing me away, you know, with their passion at such at the age that they are. You know, well, you got them out here. A lot. You know, a lot of people may not think something's going on, but it's a lot going on. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of organizations that are farming. A lot of black soldiers in the trenches trying mm-hmm. to trying to work. You know, we just don't. We need to get more involved, more support, more support. That's it. What does that look like? One day a week, I go and read to um, kids, uh, a student at the Greenwood Leadership Academy. It's a program called the Village. Instead of just saying, "Well, these kids need help," please do it. Contact do Ray it. Nell, and she'll she'll put you to work. Contact See, Greg. Yeah, Greg Robinson, Greg Robinson, and, you know, Christy, and all them over there. So. <clears throat> See, that's what I get. You know, a lot of people want to do something, but they don't know where to go. But once you give them the information, mm-hmm. they don't utilize that information. Right. Exactly. Well, here's a phone number. Call. Yeah. You and know, you know, other places you get the runaround, right? I'll give them that, but not here. Mm-hmm. Not here. They'll point you in the right direction. And that's what we do over here at the radio station. If it's something that you want to do or participate in, Come and get in touch with us. We're going to hook you up with Old Boom mm-hmm. and Baxter and yeah. Demaria and Vanessa Hall Harper and oh, yeah. everybody else. We're going to hook you up with those people. Yeah, because she's great. Vanessa, yeah. I sat down with her a couple of times and just wanted to show her that I wasn't just somebody just, you know, just coming here for a program. Like, I really wanted to be in the community. So she said, okay, we'll see. You know, and she she seen me, you know, I'm happy to say that she's seen me at stuff and she she knows my heart now. She knows I'm here to really help. So I appreciate people like her. Yeah, and when you got people like her, you know, and others and <clears throat> Regina Goodwins and all mm-hmm. these people, you got to support them. And you got to, you elect them and then you want to kick back and just expect them to do everything. Yeah. 
you got to support them. We need support in our areas of uh, uh, economic development, mm-hmm. incarceration, all of this stuff. We need people to help. Because, like, with the, like you said, incarceration. With what does that look like? There's families that are that are impacted. Oh, for sure. And we saw, like I said, I'll tell you off, off Mike, me and my wife were at a program Demaria did with, with the, the family, the kids of incarcerated, and just my wife, it brought tears to my wife's eyes, just the joy and just how great those kids were and the things that Demaria was doing for them. And even uh, Regina Goodwin was there mm-hmm, helping out mm-hmm. and the black firemen. I mean, it was just, it, it's, it's a lot to it than just people being incarcerated. Families are affected. Communities are affected. So, just we need to support everybody that's trying. Yeah. And a lot of people are trying, so they need that support. Mm-hmm. You know, so we need to embrace them, uplift them, educate them, help them, you know, in areas of, of needs. Yeah. You know, so it's so often that, you know, I go to a town hall meeting, a meetup, and it's the same people mm-hmm. that show up. And we need to get our youth and our young people involved to start showing up at those town hall meetings because they got to understand uh, it impacts them and in, in the community. Mm-hmm. It's things that they need to know that they don't know. Yeah. So if they come and show up, you know, and we recruit, you know, start doing a better job of recruiting, then we can get somewhere. Teaching them these policies early. Yeah, policies early because, <clears throat> excuse me, they're going to be affected by it. <clears throat> For sure. It's going to happen. So if you would like to speak to Obama here on the radio station, dial the number 646-716-5525. And don't forget to press that one button. Yeah. We're we chopping it up over if here. chop it up. If you're not too busy eating uh Thanksgiving leftovers. Yeah, that's what they got that turkey. They yeah, left over you know, turkey and the dressing. Stuff. Ooh, I'd like to have mm-hmm. a plate of that myself. I just had my mother, my mother-in-law's greens. Yeah, oh my Somebody bring me a plate over here. Some of that, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm out here begging for a plate. <laughs> you know, some Thanksgiving. Fifteen thirty-three North Norfolk. Fifteen thirty-three North Norfolk here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and. uh Man, you've come a long ways, man, and you're doing a lot of great stuff over here. Got to, man. You know, what motivates you? What keeps you going, man? My wife, my family, you know, God, kids. You know, I've always worked with kids since I was a kid. There's something about helping the youth, getting them different perspectives and getting them access to things and just showing them a different life. It's always been Mm -hmm. addicting to me. You know, I started working with what they call at-risk kids. You know, we're changing that name because it, there's other things. At-risk kids. Huh? Yeah, that's what they used to call at, you know, everybody mm-hmm. at-risk kids. But I, I started working with, with that title since I was about 16, 17 myself, you know, and that really changed my life. I worked at a summer camp, mm-hmm. and that really got me started on continuing to work with kids and, and the arts and everything, you know, not just art, but just you know, I was telling you, I'm, the, I'm a debate coach at Walt Whitman Elementary, mm-hmm. you know, through the Tulsa Debate League and working with Justin Have Daniels. you been over there for a while? Yeah. So we have, this is, we've done three tournaments. Okay. You just started this year? Yeah. Okay. Started this year. Um, mm-hmm. We uh, we are rocking and rolling, but um, it's, the, the North Tulsa, the Tulsa Debate League needs support 
and North Tulsa, the North Tulsa schools really need your support because these kids are learning how to, these kids, when, when I say debate, they are reading and they are cross-examining each other like lawyers. These are fourth, fifth, sixth graders up to high school, but I, I coach fourth, fifth, and sixth. They are having to cross, give each other cross-examinations on topics like four, is four-day school week better than a five-day school week? Now mm-hmm. they're going to debate so that we have out-of-school suspension or just keep it you know, in school. So they're really they're learning. They were upset the other day at practice. They were, they were mad when they realized the statistic that black girls are six times more, are six times have the chance of being suspended more than white girls. Black girls were automatically six oh, times really? more. Yeah. So my, my, the team learned that and they were upset. They are upset and they're going to use that in their case. Mm. And, you know, because I, I don't, I don't just have them read. I, let's talk about it. Why is that? Why do you think that is? You know, and they, they, they're starting to, put thoughts, cognitive thoughts together and, you know, come up with, you know, but it, I was really happy that it upset them, you know? It made them upset. Made them upset. When they heard those statistics, mm-hmm. huh? And it made those them numbers. want to not be a statistic, you know? And so I showed them, after I showed them that, I also showed them uh, clips from the movie The Great Debaters. You yeah. I showed them Journey Smollett, you know, mm-hmm. and the struggle that they had, but they were really inspired watching those black kids debate Back then, when debate wasn't even allowed for black people, you know? True. And so for these kids to have a voice, you know, it's just sad sometimes they don't have the support that they need. But we're working on that, you know? Another thing we're doing, me and Justin Daniels, through the Tulsa Debate League, we are having a North Tulsa Debate Showcase December 19th at McLean High School. Ah. So at 6 o'clock. The kids, um, I'll give you guys a little exclusive here because you'll be seeing this soon. But the kids are going to make an announcement because they're going to challenge the adults in the community. There's some community people that have already even brought their names up before, but they're challenging them to a debate December 19th. We have some surprise guests for you guys. So stay, you know, look, stay tuned for social media and other advertising, but we are going to have the kids from elementary, middle school, and high school. We have about five teams that are challenging adults in the community because the kids are tired of us telling them because I said so. So they're really, they're ready to argue with you guys. So be a good structured debate. We have food, we have raffle, we have prizes. You know, come it's free. So just come and support. Come um watch these kids, support them, make it feel like uh, they're at a, a a huge basketball game. Because it should. We need to we need to give them that same support as if it was a playoff game. You know? Mm-hmm. Come watch these kids, cheer them on. You're gonna be wild by them. You're gonna be proud. You're gonna be so proud of these kids. And you know if you wanna if you can't make it to that one, just contact me. You can come be a volunteer judge at some of these tournaments or just come sit in and practice. There's a lot of people who tell me, oh, I used to debate in high school or college, a lot of black people. People are surprised by that, but no, they are a lot of people who did it in high school, college, or maybe didn't do it, but they have an experience doing that. We need your help too. come sit with the mm-hmm. kids and listen to them. And again, just be proud of them, be amazed and support them. You got that. Support is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, people need to really support and not, you know, support of your time, support of your finances, just support, just help, support. just help, man, you know, help where you can help. Yeah. You know, it's too many of us just sitting around not doing nothing and not supporting and not helping. A lot of complaining, though. Complaining. Oh, complain all the time. You know, Do we need to stop all of that complaining and start doing, be about it. Mm-hmm. You know, just be about it. Well, we're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell the stories our way. We're going to take a little break, and we're going to be right back. So stick around. Come back.
Yeah, we all got to let it whip here on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. And uh, we're telling some stories right here, some good pertinent information. And uh, we want you to get involved. Come by 1533 North Norfolk, around the Pine and Peoria area. And Eaton Media Services is right here. And you can donate. You can help us. With uh, the Young Youth, the Juice Radio Show, as we put together projects and travels for these young people, invest in them, black broadcast journalism. 
Because that's something that's needed, you guys. I'm telling you, we need more radio stations, more TV stations, more black newspapers, magazines, social media platforms. We need, N-E-E-D, more of that. So people don't understand. You know, Obama was telling them, saying, black people don't really understand uh, media and communications. Mm -mm. They don't understand that. Every time they cut on the TV and the news tell you something, that's media and communications. And mainstream media, they're going to show you what they want you to believe. Of course. You know, and as long as you, oh, man, so-and-so, if you see a bunch of negativity about North Tulsa on the Mm -hmm. TV, and that's all you see over here, people start believing that's all it is over here. Mm Mm-hmm. And you got more good in North Tulsa than you do bad. Hey, you listeners who are listening, you got more good over here. Because if you got just a few people doing bad stuff and the majority doing good stuff, you got programs and all kinds of things going over. Uh, Let me see. Like the Pocket Full of Hope organization, uh, Reed Community Center, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, the Cultural Center and all of these different things. uh, 36 Event North, you know, Michael Vaughn yeah. with the Urban Coders yeah, Guild, exactly. things like that, man. You just named a whole bunch of them a Katandra, few minutes ago. Washington, Comanche, what you're doing in Comanche, I mean. See, you got so much going on that's good in North Tulsa, but mainstream media will not report the good stuff. No. They will just report the bad stuff. And people who move here from out of town, mm-hmm. African Americans, if their job is transferring them here, mm-hmm. will tell them they don't need to go north. Mm-hmm. You know, you oh, don't go north. Don't be over there. <laughs> Stay away. You know, and, and you know, police officers, uh, Tulsa, I talk to them all the time. I ain't scared of no police. So I talk to them, and they say stuff like, man, I'd rather work in North Tulsa than work out East East Tulsa and some parts of South Tulsa. Yeah. You know, there's so much going on and activity taking place. So sometimes we get a bad rap in a city that I call the tale of two cities, you know, <laughs> and that's what it is, you know, North Tulsa and other Tulsa. But if you, you know. and I, I speak from an outsider, you know, yeah, I wasn't born and raised in Tulsa, but like you said, if I, but see, if I would have just listened to mainstream media, the message that they're trying to, you know, the propaganda that they're trying to do, I may have had that perception, maybe, but it's hard to when you're here. In the, you know, in the streets or with the, yeah. the soldiers, well, you know, it's just, hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's you don't feel that. I don't. They, they told me before I even came to Oklahoma, Tulsa, look at oh, it's dangerous in north. North. This is not from anybody particularly here, but just be careful north. I've been fine. Yeah, and see the thing. The reason for that is because they say, man, Tulsa, Oklahoma, man, number number one in crime in the nation. No, and they don't understand that. It may be number one per capita. capita. Right. That word per capita, cities of its size like Austin and other stuff. Man, you know we don't have as much crime as right. up in New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Chicago. Even St. Louis. Yeah. And St. Louis and those those type of cities. Man, it's not like that. So yeah. stop believing everything you hear that's negative about North Tulsa. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a a lot of, like I said earlier, a lot of good, good people so who live here, and a lot of things going on. We just need that economic 
development booths amongst yeah. ourselves and start building and uplifting and loading up and putting some more stores and businesses throughout mm-hmm. our community and stop going by. Here, see, here's what happened. I want to open up a so-and-so and so. Oh, you open up. All they're going to do is rob you. <laughs> you know, you, you yeah. don't need, you can't open up nothing in North Tulsa. That's, that's a, that's, that's a fair. myth. It's not fair either. And it's not fair. You can't open up nothing in North. They're not going to support you in North Tulsa. When a time, it was a time when everybody supported everything in North mm-hmm. Tulsa. So you can't just say that. You just need to rebuild it and get to the point to look out for each other. Yeah. They and, told Coop. Yeah. Coop. Oh, don't. You know, I know. Are you sure you want to build a, a exclusive high-end sneaker store in North Tulsa in the heart of it? Mm-hmm. She was intentional about it. She believes in the community, and she did it, you know? Yeah, and people I, can do it. And we're supporting her. We need to continue to support her because of that. Like well, you said, to, to yeah. dispel that narrative that we can't have nice things. You yeah, know, you can't do it. Then you won't have a vision. Because I'm like this. I'm all about vision. I saw the radio station before it came down. Mm. You know, I saw all of this before it even happened. Yeah. And I just keep trying to build the brand, go forward, do positive stuff. You know, stay with positive people. Yeah. You know, and just work. Do that work. It may, it's a feel good thing when you know you didn't did something for somebody, mm-hmm. and they're they're like, oh, I'll be like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is cool. You know, and this is something that I, we need to all be doing, because if we were doing it, it would be a better place. We all have a lot of ideas too. So I mean, I would urge people. You don't have to, if you feel like. Does you don't see a need a need for what you like to do? Create that need then. You got to create it. Create it. If you feel like well, a lot of people are not teaching kids how to be clowns, circus clowns, then be, have a nonprofit that trains kids to be circus clowns, <laughs> and get some jobs, and get some training yeah, right, and scholarships. Exactly. Do it. And we need some more skill set programs for our young men because so yeah. many oh, times. Yeah. Young men are left out of the skill set program. Mm-hmm. When I was going to school, you know, you could take classes in high school. You could take mechanics and yeah. you could take wood shop and you could take those skill set type classes, you know, back then. But now we don't have it. So if you have a single parent mom raising a young man yeah. and she can't teach him how to change a tire on a car, uh, do some uh, some electrical or uh, some painting and things like that. She's got her hands full. She's got two or three kids, and she's trying to work and go to school at the same time, yep. you know, and all of that. So he grows up, unless he has an uncle or a grandpa or somebody in his life that can show him those skills and show him, uh, then he's lost. Very lost. And we got a lot because daddy may be incarcerated, you know, and locked down and mm-hmm. unable to put those skill sets in their kids. Or a lot of people really have to work two jobs these days and don't have time. Don't have time. Don't have time, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, they may be there, but they, they're not there because they, because the way things are these days, you right. have to work a lot. They work in trying to provide. Yeah. And meanwhile, the children go neglected. Only inside the house. They mm-hmm. stay inside the house while mama's at work and working two jobs or whatever she's trying to do. And they're raising themselves with video games yeah. and, 
and stuff like that on the internet, chat rooms, cell phone, cell phone. And you know, sometimes young people, I, I found this out by being around them, they're up all night long in mm. their rooms on chat rooms, uh, Snapchat, uh, watching Netflix, and you know, yeah. all kinds of social media platforms. They're mm-hmm. on there all night long. So when they get ready for school in the morning, they're tired. Tired. Wore out eight, seven, eight, nine o'clock. They just wore out. Yeah, I've talked to some teachers about being yeah. in the classroom. You see that in, mm-hmm. with nine-year-olds? Yeah, you do. On the phone the whole time. I was in the phone. You know. Yeah, right. yeah. nine years old. This and on the phones, mm-hmm. and parents not monitoring what their kids are doing. Oh yeah. Because you, you know, know, you remember how we were like. Yeah, I remember. Because the kids are a lot of times going to be smarter than the parents. You think. Oh, they you know, can They know how to get through all the security mm-hmm. codes. For sure. They're not supposed to be watching. They're going to find a way. So they're going to, and they're going to do it. Yeah. But yeah, but what you said about skill sets, I think that's really important to get back to that too. It's empowering, you know, it gives you more self-esteem too. Oh, most definitely. More self-esteem, you know. I think uh, if you monitor your children and you teach them something every week, something new, mm-hmm. something, you know, they can be, and start loving on your children. You know, you got to love yeah. them. You got to hug them, kiss them, and tell them you love them, and sit down and review their homework, and give them some chores to do mm-hmm. around the house. Don't you just do all, <laughs> everything. You yeah. know, you washing the dishes, you no. you emptying the trash. You need to give them some of that type of stuff, you know. Yeah. My boys, I remember when um uh, they were young and in middle school and elementary school, man, I, I put it to them. You know, I would, yeah, I would take my sons to, to Walmart, say the grocery shop. Mm-hmm. I grocery shop a couple of times, show them how, you know, this is when me and their mother had separated. Mm-hmm. And I showed them how uh, I grocery shop. Right. And then after a couple of times, I gave a basket to them. Mm. They're there in middle school and stuff. Mm-hmm. So early, early, maybe early as elementary school, and uh, they would go around in there and they would shop, shop. Then when they got through and got to the line, I'd go over there and look in the basket. No, not this. Eh, yeah, some junk. Mm-hmm. You know, this is some so and so. And then uh, I would give them my debit card, mm. and they would go through the line. You know, and then they would get the receipt and they bring the receipt to me with my debit card. And I look at it and review, make sure it's all checked out. And then I just go to the car, to the SUV, and I just get in the car and the driver's seat and they load it all up. Yeah. And we get to the house, they load it all up. <laughs> they put it all up in the cabinets and everything. Because yeah. I knew if I did things for them, they wouldn't learn how to do anything. Mm-mm. Life skills. Life skills. Because um, my mom did stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it took me to get into college and seeing everybody else who couldn't do it and take care of themselves. That made, I had to go back and say thank you. Because my mom, she had a rule. When you turn six years old, you're washing the dishes. Mm-hmm. You're doing laundry. So we're crying. Who are you telling? At six years old, crying. Mm-hmm. But I see people who can't even do that as grown men. You know? Man. Can't I'm... shop for themselves. Like you said, hey, shopping. Come my on, dad. Man. 
had us doing construction work mm. when I was a kid. Oh yeah, mowing the lawn. I mean, mow, mowing the lawn, hammering, nailing, ha- hammering and nailing mm-hmm. and painting and sheetrocking. Yeah. He had us doing this. I hated. I hated drywall. I didn't drywall. Oh, I didn't want to do none of that kind of stuff, man. Yeah. You know, it was hard work, digging ditches and all that. I was like, wow. But I'm so thankful mm-hmm. today that I was taught to do that. Yeah. You know, to do some things that that uh, people pay a lot of money to have done. Mm-hmm. I can do it myself. Yeah. Without having to, you know, incorporate anybody into it. But it also taught you discipline, too. Oh, a lot of discipline. Because my dad, we mow the lawn. We even have the fancy one where all the grass spit into the big bag. You have to mow it and then rake it all up and put, you know, put the, you know, so I'll be out there for hours and, middle, you know, late at night when the sun went down just until it's done. Man, I would have my boys on Saturday. Yeah. Everything I'm doing, yeah, cutting grass, washing cars, all every of Saturday, that. every Saturday, emptying yeah. trash. Hey. You hate it sometimes as a kid, but then you learn mm-hmm. the discipline. You, you, I don't know. I just feel like all that stuff helps out. Then you apply it to your own life. But let's uh-huh. let's also say something because these are all good things. Everybody always says we should do these things, but you, like you said earlier, we need to love our kids too and show them affection. As well as these things. Those kids will perform with you if you're showing them love. Mm-hmm. If you're hugging and, you know, hey, yeah. come on over here, let's do this. And you hugging and all that. Yeah. They're going to jump in there and help you and support exactly. you. Exactly. And not be so begrudged and just be, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. But you got to show that love. You got to show the love match with it because you can't just make a robot that's going to hate you later on in life. You no. know, you taught them discipline, but they won't, no. you know. Become emotionally detached. So, but yeah. you got to teach them though too. You yeah. got to teach your kids. There, a friend of mine down in Houston, Texas, because you know I lived there for 22 years. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine down there, they got a big old nice home, swimming pool, the whole shebang. Now they got all of that, and there was three of them in the household: a mother, father, and a daughter. The daughter didn't have to do nothing. Mm-mm. She didn't have to do nothing. So she never learned how to clean. Hmm. She never learned how to cook. She learned never learned how to do nothing. She just did what she wanted to. So she went off to college. So she was in her room, you know, and, uh, you know, what's the uh, dorm monitor, floor monitor? Yeah, like the, 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 you know, yeah, what, CA what you call it? Yeah. monitors the floor, uh-huh. came to her room and she says, Oh, you need to mop. You need to mop this floor. She didn't know how to do nothing. So she had to call back and ask her mama, how do you mop a floor? And at college age. College, man. That's ridiculous. How do you mop? What do you use? You know. Mm-mm. And it's easy. These days it's with Twister Jets and all that. Man, come so, on. There's no excuse. <laughs> so, but, but when you're uneducated yeah. and you don't know, you just don't know. Yeah. Something that you would think would be that common and anybody could think about how to mop a floor. Mm-hmm. To her, it was a challenge. Mm. Did so, the mom say she wants to show up? So some mothers I know would have drove down to the school to mop it for her. Yeah, right. Some of them would if they were in the vicinity, but she was out of state, so yeah. she, you know, they would go down there and clean it up for her. That's, that's the know? sad part. Yeah, that is a sad part. Then you grow up not knowing how to do anything once you become independently yeah. and got your own place. You really don't have the skills to even know. 
And then if you are a guy, a girl, and you meet each other, you won't have no skills yeah. to know what to do, especially if you meet somebody <clears throat> who knows how to do a lot of that. Then you got problems mm-hmm. in the relationship. Become a burden. <clears throat> a big-time burden. <laughs> but we got these programs, man, and that, uh, uh, you know, went off a little bit, but we got these programs, man. Hoberton School, man. Yes. You Change know, your life. Yeah. Tell us a little bit how to get in touch with the school. So go to HobertonSchool.com or reach us on social media. You just type in Hoberton, H-O-L-B-E-R-T-O-N, Hoberton Tulsa. You'll find Hoberton. Reach mm. out to us. Yeah. Apply. Go that, to the that's application. That coding, that coding, huh? Yeah. Come to the Greenwood Cultural Center this Thursday at 6 for free and just get some refreshments and learn about the school. Talk to us. We'll be there. We'll mm-hmm. give you more in-depth look into it, answer all your questions. Even if you're skeptical, come come to the open house and ask your skeptical questions. I want I, We want to make sure you know, you're comfortable with this before you spread it to other people who may need the information or yourself, but at least reach out to us. Let's have a conversation. Even if you disagree with me, reach out to me. I'm willing to have a conversation with you. Wow, that's great, man. Fantastic. That's just fantastic. Well, my brother, we're getting close to the end. Man, all you right. know. Wow. I say, I'll, I'll, it goes by a little couple of hours go day, by fast. Kia, I want to thank you, man, for taking time out of your busy schedule, thank bringing you. us this pertinent information that's no needed right here in our community, man. I'm going to get you back. I'm going to get uh, you back I on the air. So. Get, you, get you back on some stuff. Thank the you. show is recorded. Okay. So, you know, you just Google the Bobby Eaton show mm-hmm. and it'll be right there. Blog so, talk radio. Blog talk radio and all that. Thank you, man, for coming on out, okay? Thanks for having me, Bobby. All right, right. Appreciate you. All right. You've been on the Bobby Eaton show where we tell our stories our way. And uh you can come by fifteen thirty three North Norfolk here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I'm gonna give you some information. We are taking donations over here. We do uh uh GoFundMe, Juice Radio Show, PayPal, all of those formats right there. And we need your donations in supporting what we do over here. So I want you to do that. You can reach us. You can call us at 918-856-3873. Again, that's 918-856-3873. So you can do that. Right here on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. All right, until the next time, we want you guys to, hey, stay black.
Like my way, you're all my sunshine. Burning all the time. My first 